Alrighty, welcome back to Hit the Books Podcast. We are back for week 18, episode 18. This is the first time in the NFL season we're going to have a week 18 in the regular season. Uh, we know what that means coming into these plays. It's uh, going to have a lot of trap games, a lot of scary spreads going into this. A lot of teams out of the playoffs, a lot of the teams looking to advance hurt further on in the standings. Um, got a lot of talk about what's going on. Everyone want to introduce themselves, Mackie? Yeah, what's up, boys? Uh, haven't been on in a few weeks, but, you know, excited to get back going. Yeah, an exciting week here. You know, with week 18, you got teams that are just giving up, and then you got teams that are letting guys rest. So it's going to be a lot of trap spreads here that we're going to have to hopefully be on the good side or the right side of. Yeah, exactly. And we are actually going to be without Jesse this week. He's on vacation. Um, haven't been full staffed in a couple weeks, but we're going to make the best of it. Week 18, we'll be back for the playoffs, that's for sure. But uh, week 18, we got a lot to talk about. Like you said, a lot of injuries, a lot of guys resting, a lot of COVID protocols to go over. So um, we'll see what we can do here. But, um, yeah, you ready to get right into it if you are. Yeah, it's going to go. All righty. And the first game that we're going to talk about for the week 18 NFL season is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Chiefs are coming into this one a minus 10 favorite, minus 460 on the money line, over under set at 44 and a half. Chiefs are coming into this game looking for a clinch that one seed. They need to win this game as well as a Titans loss, and they get the one seed in the AFC. So this is a huge game for the Chiefs right now. Broncos lost last five Saturday games, 0-5 against the spread in those Saturday games as well. Uh, Chiefs are 5-0 straight up and against the spread in mile high in the last five games between these clubs. Yeah, um, this is a game where, you know, Pat Mahomes needs to win to clinch that one seed, and they're going to get it done. Like, there's no way this team doesn't figure out a way to beat this Broncos team and lock up what they should have had locked up a few weeks ago. Um, Ten points, you know, Mahomes should have that covered. I could see his defense keeping it a low-scoring game for the Broncos, at least, and yeah, I think Chiefs come in, roll over them, clinch that one spot, and Denver really has nothing to play for. So, what do they really got going on? They have Drew Lockett quarterback right now. Th- yeah, I was just, just... going to say they the, they got the young Drew Lockett quarterback. I've never been too high on him as per good reason. He hasn't been too good throughout his NFL career coming out of Missouri. Um, yeah, like you said, whenever the money's on the line, whenever you got to get a win, the you know what I mean. You can whenever you can tell Patrick Mahomes you win this game, you have a good chance of getting the one seed. Um, I actually can't think of who the Titans play. Titans play the Texans this week in Houston. Uh, the Texans have been a different team. They've been a different team the past couple weeks. It's not going to be easy for Tennessee. Um, they still are going to be without Derrick Henry. They're saving him for the playoffs. But whenever you can tell Patrick Mahomes that you win this game, you have a good shot at the one seed and getting a bye week, I really like my chances of him coming out and performing very well. Uh, this Chiefs team is starting to get everyone back, Hill, Kelsey, uh, just to name a few, they got a couple other receivers they love getting the ball to that have been very consistent all season. Byron Pringle, McCole Hardman, they've both had very solid seasons. And then uh, you talk about this Kansas City Chiefs defense that everyone uh, kind of hated on early on in the year. They've come to play the past couple weeks. Um, I just think going into mile high with that stat, the 5-0 and uh, straight up against a spread in mile high, I think they kind of keep that going here. I do like the Chiefs minus 10. Uh, I wish it was nine and a half, but that's all right. We're sitting at minus 10, looking like going a little deeper here. But 
Broncos are going to be uh, Noah Fant's questionable in this game. Melvin or Melvin Gordon's questionable in this game, and Javante Williams is also questionable, just to name a few for the Broncos. But um, usually in this kind of game, you'd expect those kind of guys to play if they're even like 60% ready. But with a team like the Broncos that are sitting in 7-9, and nine, Week 18, really a game that doesn't matter for them, I can see them kind of saying, all right, let's just wrap up this season. Let's get to next year. Yeah, and you know those players are also players that could in the long run be franchise players for the Broncos. So you're exactly. not going to risk an injury in a game that means nothing for your franchise. Exactly. Also, we saw last week exactly how the Broncos play when they're playing a team that needs to win, and the Chargers came in and absolutely demolished them by 21 points. And the the Chargers aren't the Chiefs. The Chargers aren't Pat Mahomes. So I think the Chiefs get it done minus 10 here. Yeah, I mean, for the Denver Broncos, they're only allowing 18.4 points per game, which is very surprising for me. Or for me. Well, and, you're in the mile high, so I guess you get a little yeah, I mean, help with your defense. And the, their division early on was kind of tough with the when the Chiefs had their early struggles. The Raiders were the Raiders kind of started hot, and the Chargers are such a hit-or-miss team week in and week out. doesn't matter what part of the season you're talking, but um, – Chiefs are scoring 28.3 points per game, 10 more uh, than the Broncos are averaging. I think we're going to lean more towards the Chiefs scoring 28-plus in this game. Yeah, I agree. Even Maybe even sprinkle their team total over or something. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what that's going to be set at. That's like stuff like that. Like it's more later in the week. Uh, it is Thursday morning, so no Thursday night game this week. So we pushed it back a little week to get, or a little bit this week to get some more accurate spreads, accurate injury reports, things along those lines. But... Uh, we'll jump right into this next one. We got your Dallas Cowboys headed into the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Dallas coming into this game a minus seven favorite, uh, minus three hundred on the money line, over under set at forty three. So this is a weird game because right after Eagles clinched last week, they had twelve COVID proto twelve players going to COVID protocol. So you know the Eagles right away are automatically short staffed or undermanned. They have a lot of backups in. And then it comes down to, is Dallas going to play their starters? Is, is Dak going to play? Is Zeke going to play? Is Amari Cooper going to play? Is CeeDee Lamb going to play? This is all, like, this. You, they, don't, they don't release any of this stuff until the game starts. So, like, or yeah. right, right before the game starts. So, you never really know what team you're going to get out there on games like these. If if Dallas, if all of Dallas, Dallas's players play, which they should, because, you know, they could still get that two or three seed mm-hmm. with losses, with with help from losses from, Tampa and the Rams, but um, I just think it'd be idiotic to not play those players right now. We're also not in a groove. We need to get into a groove going into playoffs. Dallas, with if they play all their players, should cover this seven-point spread. Yeah, I'm seeing right now a couple of the trends that I've been that Jesse had sent over to me. Uh, Eagles are nine and one straight up in their past ten divisional home games, but only five, four, and one against the spread. Uh, and Cowboys have failed to cover the last seven straight games in January, four and seventeen against the spread in their last twenty-one. A lot of that's that kind of can be playoffs. That franchise. Yeah, that a lot of that can be their their tendencies in the playoffs to come in as a high-rolling team and kind of not. I don't want to say take teams lightly, but it's it almost seems that way when they play an inferior team in the playoffs. But as you said, Dallas is going to have a couple guys out of this game. Micah Parsons, he's on COVID protocol. He is a guaranteed out for this I, game. I actually did not know that. And a and a big a big hit for Dallas for me personally that I think I know they got the star studded receivers, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, but 
a guy that Dak, le- Dak Prescott loves to go to, Michael Gallup, tore his ACL last week. That was huge for them, um, especially with all the COVID stuff going on. Anyone can get COVID at any given point. So you want to have depth at your skill positions, and that really hurt them this year. Other than that, they're they're kind of they do look good. Tony Pollard's questionable with a foot injury, so you got to think that he might not play in this game. Just like you said, he's been such a key role in their offense, especially with Zeke's struggles early on in the year. Whenever he was having those like forty-yard games, Pollard, you'd look at the stats and it would be Zeke forty, and Pollard would have like ninety yards and a touchdown. So this kid's been consistent for them. But like you said, if Dallas is playing all their players, they should obviously win this game to the better team but a seven point spread i do like the um dallas to cover this game obviously if everyone's playing but i look at the eagles injury report and i got jalen hurts questionable you know he's probably i want to say he's going to play in this game but they already clinched the playoffs so it's like it wouldn't surprise me if he kind of sits out this game waits for the wild card but miles sanders doubtful uh, Landon Dickerson, questionable. Jason Kelsey, out um, with COVID. Uh, a lot of uh, – yeah, Fletcher Cox, Fletcher out Cox, with COVID. Boston Scott, out with COVID. Jordan Howard, out with COVID. Um, Brandon Graham, out with uh, an Achilles injury. Uh, the Eagles really, like you said, took a hit in the past couple uh, days with the COVID protocol stuff, getting a lot of guys testing positive or uh, close contact stuff. So this pick is straight based on – Zeke, Dak, and all the players are playing for Dallas. I'm going with Dallas minus seven. Yeah, Philly's just way too injured right now to to, um, to take them. You know, they have Rodney McCloyd, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey. It's all starters that are there that have COVID. Like you're gonna have yeah, a, it's, gonna have it's a not just bum players. Like even Paul, like I said with Dallas, like. The backup running back Pollard, like you can call him a backup, but they're starting to like that's kind of going by committee. He's he's been really nice this year. Yeah, and you know how hard it is to come in behind Zeke and do that. So I give that guy a lot of credit. I think he's severely underrated throughout the league. The only yeah. reason I'm so high on him is because I watch him play every week for Dallas and I watch their games. But people that I don't just, watch the games don't know who he is. So I was gonna say, and even I like I'm not. I sit down. I watch the Dallas is always on national TV, so I'll watch their games. And I remember a couple of years ago when he was a little younger, and everyone was really, really high on Zeke. Whenever he was still coming in and making his own way into the NFL, um, I would always watch that guy get the ball, and I'm like, "Who is this kid?" Because he is just as good. You know what I mean? He has the same potential. Things along those lines. They have two legit running backs, and that's what wins games in the playoffs: is being able to move the ball, keep the clock running. Um, I really, I, I've said it before. I like, I've always thought this team is the team to choke in the playoffs, but they do have the team that if everyone's healthy and they can avoid COVID, they definitely have a shot at winning this thing. Yeah, definitely. But as a Cowboys fan, we've seen this a hundred times before. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't Unit, end yeah. the way I've, hopefully it doesn't end the way I've, I've known for it to end. Yeah. We'll jump right into this next one though. We got the Green Bay Packers, the, the guaranteed one seed in the NFC. Uh, going into Detroit, of divisional, another divisional game. Packers minus three and a half, minus one eighty on the money line. Little light on the money line because obviously Packers aren't going to be playing anyone in this game. Uh, Over under set at forty four and a half. It's looking like we're going to be getting a nice dose of Jordan Love this week for the Packers. Aaron Jones questionable. You got to think he's going to sit this one out. And Rodgers is definitely going to take the week off to help heal that toe up going into the playoffs. Another big name, David Bakhtiari, was limited Wednesday at practice. you got to think they're going to give him a week off. 
just going to be a lot of question marks all over the field. Uh, Zadarius Smith's out. He's been out for um, a couple weeks now since week 16. So Jair Alexander out. Yeah, I'm looking at this injury report for the Packers. It's just, I mean, whether it's true injury or rest, they can. They just have to put Bakhtiari didn't practice Wednesday and boom. You know what I mean? They call it an injury. It's just like, no, he's just resting, dude. They're the one seed. The thing about this game is that you have a quarterback coming in who you know everything that's going on with him, not even him, just like that franchise and him being drafted. And he's coming in, he has a lot to prove because Aaron Rodgers kind of probably killed his confidence and made him feel like shit. Yeah, He didn't want to come in and, and ruin Aaron Rodgers' career, but Aaron Rodgers made it seem like if he's successful, then it's just ruining what he has going. So he has a lot to come into. He's he's gonna have a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders, just be, just for him playing in his what is this his first start in the NFL? Second, he played that game against the Chiefs. All right. Well, there's gonna he's gonna have a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders. I think I think they still come out and cover this spread. I think they cover a three and a half spread against the Lions because I think the Packers even with a bunch of second strings in and good coaching can still beat that Lions team because that Lions team is so atrocious. I don't really think they have anything going for them. But this is just a game that you kind of got to stay away from because you never, you can't predict a rookie a rookie performance. Exactly, and I'm kind of leaning the same way with you. I think Jordan Love's able to come into this game with LaFleur in his ear, kind of giving him the plays. They're going to change the playbook up a little bit because he's a different style quarterback. Not saying Rodgers can't get out of the pocket, but at that age, you're going to have more. you got to think there's going to be more designed runs for the quarterback like we've been seeing all across the NFL with all these mobile quarterbacks coming in. You're going to get a heavy, coach, might get so. a heavy dose of A.J. Dillon for the Packers. Uh, he's been nice this year. Talk about another team with a two-back a two-back backfield that's been absolutely tearing it up. It's been Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I love A.J. Dillon, too. I think he's, he's huge. I think he's How do you tackle that guy? You can. He's a unit. He reminds me of, like, I mean, Jerome Bettis Brent, Brent was basically Jacob. a – Jerome Bettis was a lineman playing – yeah, and Jacobs, those guys. They're linemen playing running back. I mean, Dillon's not that – like those guys were Dylan's, like they had Dylan's a gun. more of like a bowling ball. He's like he's shorter, but like he will plow right through. Yeah, just a, a stocky dude. His legs are the size of my torso. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I I give people credit that want to go in and try to tackle him and not go low because that's the only way I'd be going at that guy. I'm not I'm not putting my shoulder in his chest. Yeah, but I, I that guy's the elite. That that Packers team just all around is just stacked. Yeah, and like we said, they got some they got some guys sitting out of this game on the defensive side of the ball too. Jair Alexander, he's got. He was that last week too. Yeah, so um, Zadarius Smith, like I said, he's been out for a couple weeks now, and uh, Whitney Whitney Merciless, the veteran linebacker, he's going to be out for this game as well. So, just like you said, it's tough to say predicting a uh, rookie quarterback performance, but against the Lions, I do like Love's chances to get in there and um, do what he can do and, you know, hopefully cover three and a half, but I can't say I'll be guaranteed picking that on my card. Yeah, it's, it might be a play you want to stay away from, but giving out picks right now, you definitely want to want to go with the backers here. Yeah. Also, I was I was watching SportsCenter the other day, and Pat McAfee was talking to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers says he's planning on playing in this game. Meanwhile, it's not his decision. At the end of the day, but yeah. he says he wants to play in this game. 
So you can even see him for a quarter, maybe. I was going to say maybe a quarter, maybe a half, just to. But you know how bad that franchise would look if Aaron Rodgers goes down with that toe? Oh, my God, yeah. There, there's a just bunch of throw firings. away that one seed. And a bunch of firings and everything. That would be brutal. So they'll yeah. probably keep him out. I would say, yeah, I'd say it's safe to predict Jordan Love in this game. Like yeah, at the end of the said, day, he's not the coach. When your back-to-back MVP quarterback tells you he wants to play, I don't know how you can tell him no other than uh, do you want a Super Bowl or do you want to play in Week 18? Well, you know, we've already seen that they have don't really care what he has to say. So Exactly. We'll jump right into this next one. we got those young Chicago Bears going into Minnesota. Vikings, minus four favorite, minus 198 on the money line. Bears are going to be plus 166 on the money line, and the over-under set at 44.5. So I got a little trend for this one. Chicago is 5-2 and two straight up in the last seven games when playing Minnesota. Both of these teams, um, yet I haven't really thought too much into their injury reporting and stuff like that, but I'm going to pull up Chicago right here really quick and just kind of see. I haven't really put too much thought into them as a, um, what's it called? as a team all season because I just haven't really – I don't even think I've bet on them all year, and I don't know if I'm ready to start right now. Minnesota's one of those teams where you, do, you, you just want to stay away from there. They're so inconsistent and unpredictable. Exactly, and uh, Thielen back on the injured reserve for, the, uh, for Minnesota. Uh, they're not yeah, too angle. banged up. They got that – they got a couple guys, a couple tight ends. I mean, just like everyone else out with COVID – Dara saw their left tackle. He's going to be out with a with COVID, surprisingly. But as far as the Vikings looking at this list, there's not too many names where that jump off the list or jump off the list at me. Like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. I'd say Thielen's the Eric biggest Hendricks. one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Eric Hendricks. He's going to be out with this game with COVID. I just saw that. Yeah. So like you said, tough game. Uh, you don't really want to. There's not going to be too many games this week where I'm like, you got to hammer this spread because everything's going to be so predictable going into this week. Like I said, first time week 18. We know what week 17 has meant in the NFL in the past. So uh, they just basically pushed it back a week. So just to make a pick, I'll, I'll go with the Bears plus four here to come into Minnesota and maybe cover but not get the win. Yeah, just to throw a pick out there, I'm probably just going to go with the Vikings minus three and a half. You know, I'm never going to throw on the Bears. I don't know, just to pick them, you know. I just, yeah, I know I, exactly well, they've lost too much money. Every every time I, re- I rely on them to have a good game, it's just they put up three points or you know. Yeah, I know exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll just mean. go with the Vikings here with the with the points. <clears throat> yeah, I can't argue with that. So, um, not too much else to say about this game. Like I said, not too many spreads this week that I'm going to be saying you got to hammer this. So, um, we'll jump right into the next one. We got the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is five and zero straight up and against the spread in their last five games at home against the Colts. A lot of Blake Bortles, Jalen Ramsey stats in there. So, uh, do we think Trevor Lawrence can pull it out for the Jags? Hopefully, giving the Steelers a shot at a playoff spot if they get a win here. This is actually a, a crazy game because, actually, a few reasons. One, if these if if Jacksonville wins this game. The Chargers and the Raiders can tie on Sunday Night Football in both. And they both the can make it, yeah. So what Dude, do you everyone, if everyone they, in if, Pittsburgh if, keeps saying, what if the Jaguars win because the Steelers play at 1 o'clock as well? What if the Jaguars win and the Steelers win 
But then the fucking Raiders and Chargers tie, and nothing even matters because they I legitimately think that if the Jaguars win this game, they will they will need the ball fifteen times, and the game will end zero zero. Yeah, dude, a lot of people said expect a lot of backups all over everything. Yeah, it's actually, but I mean, I don't see the Jags winning this game. Also, another stat: Indianapolis is two and two in Jacksonville in their last what is that four years. And you know, they they haven't been able to go to Jacksonville and win in the past. So, you know, you gotta think they're gonna get it done. You gotta you gotta assume they're gonna blow this team out of the water. But you know, like all the trends trends aren't looking good in their favor. Yeah, and this end up being crazy, something your we've number never one rule about a home underdog is you can't you can't bet against a home team with, for more than ten points. I mean, it's only fifteen and a half because of the stakes that are at play. But exactly. I, I don't know. I just I'm leaning towards be... Jacksonville here, plus 15. I'm not going to bet it, but um, I, I do Say like again? Jacksonville. I, li- I do like Jacksonville here, plus 15 and a half. I think this. I don't think they're going to win the game, as we said. As far as like, they've had some games where they've come out looking all right, but like we said, the Colts haven't been able to go there and get wins. But I do like their chances this year. The Colts are a good team, but this would be such a Carson Wentz thing to blow this. Yeah, if 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 anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. But yeah, I mean, as far as the over under sitting at forty four, uh, not too big a fan of that either. I could see the Colts blowing up them, like thirty five to ten, or I could see this being a close game, maybe around like as close as it's gonna get for the Jaguars all season. I'd say maybe like twenty eight seventeen somehow if they can get seventeen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I only I could see like a Jacksonville quick touchdown start the game and then. Panic time, and then you know, Colts just don't get to covering. That could be a backdoor cover by Jacksonville, but I, I just I don't see Jacksonville putting up a good fight here. Kind of like what happened to the Jets last week with the Bucks coming in. The Jets were yeah, such a heavy, heavy. I don't underdog. think it's gonna be that close though. <laughs> no, yeah, I know what you mean. Jets were that such was a only heavy Tom underdog. Goated. And um, they ended up still covering, or uh, Jets ended up still covering despite you know the, allowing them to come back and win the game, but. Um, in this game, I, I I'm gonna roll with the young quarterback Trevor and give him 15 and a half points. All right, I'll I'll ride that with you. I'll take your pick. I like to, I'll give the points to the home home dog here. All righty, let's roll into this next one: the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Houston is six and one against the spread in its last seven games when playing at home against Tennessee. A lot of Deshaun Watson in that stat, but. You got to take it for what it's worth. Tennessee, it's looking like they haven't been able to come into Houston and cover spread. So, especially coming in as a 10 point favorite, what do you think here? Well, earlier in the season, I think it was week 11 or week 12 or something like that. Yeah, it's week 11. Titans, the Texans actually beat the Titans 22 13. Mm-hmm. So, they went into Tennessee and beat them. So, I, I just think that Titans are going to come in and just absolutely roll over this team, especially what's at stake here. Get, at least like give the Chiefs like a little scare or something, but th- this shouldn't be a game. The Houston, also the Texans had something going. They are putting up points. They had back-to-back wins, and then last week they just absolutely shit the bed and showed us who they are against the Niners, putting up seven points. I just, I just don't see anything going for this team. I could see, I could see Titans putting up 40, 50 points here. Yeah, despite you know Derrick Henry still being out, uh, I think it's a great idea for them to save him for the playoffs, especially if they're able to lock up that one seed and get the bye week. It's two more weeks of rest for him. 
Um, coming in a divisional round with a healthy Derrick Henry, uh, that's not a team I'd be wanting to play. I think the Titans have also figured out how to play without Derrick Henry, and their offense is rolling a lot better now. Put up 34 yeah. points last week against the Dolphins in a game that honestly decided a lot for that team. So Yeah, I love the Dolphins in that game. Yes, so did I, and Titans really proved that they're not going anywhere, and they could, they could figure it out without Derrick Henry. Yeah. But like you said, for a pick, I'm gonna I, I will ride with Titans plus ten, I think or minus ten. I think this is a kind of a teaser territory. I'd like to drop this down to maybe six and a half and see what I could do with a couple other teams here. But Houston's they've they've given some teams to run for their money, beating the Chargers a couple weeks ago as you know, we're, everyone knows we're not too high on the Chargers how and their inconsistency to them and the Vikings, but I just don't see Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead being able to come in here and cover ten points on their home field against the presumable number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, I just think the Titans are, are, are an elite team, and they find ways to cover spreads and win games here. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, despite without Derrick Henry, they've been covering. So uh, give me the Titans minus 10 here, but like I said, the uh, this is teaser territory for me. Yeah, I think it's the perfect game to just lower the points a little, throw something else in there, and walk on to an easy win. Yeah, I like that a lot. Next game, we have the Washington football team. Could be named something different in a month. Um, <laughs> at this point, I think they should just ride with the football team. I think it's hilarious. Um, not even like hilarious. Like they're starting to sound like a. They like, sounds like a soccer team. Like how they're like football club. You know what I mean? That whole thing. Yeah, but exactly. Some of these names they put out there, they're just ridiculous. Like the Washington Defenders. What are they trying to be? The the XFL team that was from New York. Like do they do they have options right now? Yeah, dude. There's odds on what you can bet on what the what the names the team's gonna be named. Here, I'll pull up the what I saw on Twitter as to what the um, team name here. Latest odds I for Washington football team next name: Admirals one to five, or five to one. Commanders eleven to four. Red Hogs seven to one. Presidents seventeen to two. The Armada. Presidents. Armada twelve to one, Brigade twelve to one, Defenders twelve to one, and the Sentinels twenty five to one. And football team is still an option. <laughs> That's they, they might just ride with football team. Uh, dude, why would you not at this point? If you're two years in, it's like that's like. The face, like that's your fa- that's your franchise now. Everyone yeah, thinks you, can't, you guys are the football team. Yeah, they needed to do this a year and a half ago. Yeah, I mean, I could see if they ran with it for like the off season that it happened, and maybe like, oh, we'll release it week one and whatever. We, you know, guarantee jersey sales stuff like that. You guys are the Washington football team now. No one wants to hear. Oh, and in, in this game, we have the Washington Red Hogs coming into the New York Giants. Like, it sounds like a fucking youth team. It's honestly became like a big thing. Like, it's been like. I honestly like the Washington football team. It's unique yeah. and it's better than any of the Red Hogs or whatever the hell they would call their shit. But yeah, that that they should stick with that, dude. I agree. I, I mean, I've said the same thing. A lot of people are saying I could, like at the end of this tweet, it, it says the latest odds for the Washington football team next name. It says all those names, and then the bottom of it just goes dot dot dot. I kind of just like Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> they should. It's been too long, you know. It's, it's literally been two years, two seasons. Yeah, and they've had two solid seasons. I mean, not saying that like last year they made the playoffs the first year under the name, and this year they're not <laughs> going to make it, but they have a nice little team in Washington. They they had some serious injuries this year, Chase Young going down. Uh, that overhyped defense did not come to play this season really at any point. I think part of that is because of the, the loss of Chase Young and your number two overall pick, but – 
Um, this is a team that if they get a quarterback, uh, I'm not saying Heineke's terrible, but he's definitely not a franchise guy. If they get a serious yeah, quarterback sure. in there, they could be a t- legit team. Yeah, I don't think Heineke's the problem right now, but if you want to roll, if you if that team wants to like be elite and make a run at playoffs year in and year out, they're definitely going to have to find a quarterback that's going to bring them all the way. Because Heineke's, yeah, he can get you to the playoffs with a good team, but he's not going to win you playoff games. And he can go off against the Bucks in the playoffs, but he's still going to lose. Yeah, he's, he's still going to find a way to lose the game. I'll never forget that running play, him diving at the pylon. I'm like, who is this guy? He'll cover a spread for you. That's about it. Yeah. I don't We're know. Here. Giants are also so banged up, though. But you go ahead first. I'm going to look up the Giants injury report. It's, it's just two teams that are down and out. Washington's on a four-game losing streak. Giants are on a five-game losing streak. Both neither teams have any offense going. You know, Washington put up. They had a good game last week, playing Philly. Could have kept them out of the. Could have kept them out of a playoff spot, but Jalen Hurts prevailed. Had a good. Had a good um fourth quarter and ended up pulling away, and yeah. holding on to that dub. But Washington just looks like a more put together team than the Giants right now. Giants can't put up points. Mike Glennon had 17 passing yards last game. <laughs> they didn't even they got like what two three first downs it, they put up three points you know they're brutal dude against the Bears defense without Coyle Mack like it's not even an elite defense anymore so yeah Glennon's out for this I, game uh, he's dealing with a left wrist injury according to Joe Judge I really could care less what Joe Judge is, is saying at any point Glennon he's not going to be playing in this game so Daniel is Jones it? is in in the injured reserve it's looking like we're going to get another dose of Jake Fromm oh my god yeah, give me Washington minus seven. I think this might be a locker week. Yeah, and like all the other um, skill players for the Giants, like we've known all season, uh, Barkley, he's questionable with an ankle. you got to think with his history, he's not going to play in this game. Yeah, why would you? Um, Kadarius Toney, the young star receiver, uh, not star yet, but I see a lot of potential in that kid coming out of Florida. The bright lights in New York, I think the ESPN, once he gets a couple highlight plays, they'll start to eat him up and kind of realize if the Giants can have any sort of consistent offense. They have the running back and they have their receiver. Uh, they took they took the young, uh, highly you know ranked Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle, the one year in the draft. I think it was last year, if not a couple years ago. But no, it was two two years ago, I think. Two years ago, yeah. He's a nice tackle. He's very good. He's elite. He's an elite tackle. And, and just to even add one more thing, he's questionable for this game. So um, Kyle Rudolph, their veteran tight end, he's questionable. And as well as John Ross, the speedy receiver. So they just can't get any sort of luck with any of the injury uh, reports, stuff like that. So like you said, I love Washington here. That might be have to be the pick of the week, things along those lines. But um, Washington's going to be – they got Curtis Samuel questionable, Gibson questionable. Couple big names for them. So, uh, Montez Sweat, JD McKissick, he's going to be out for this game, uh, suffering a concussion. Yeah, as we all know, Chase Young. So, but um, um, here's another question for you How much longer do you think Saquon stays in New York? I think I wouldn't be surprised if this season or if this offseason or mid next season something happens because we know how rare um, mid season NFL trades are with star players. Like it's uh-huh. not like the NBA where they're like, oh, it's the you deadline, you got to sell. You know what I mean? You, you never, never see, you never see it. Yeah, you never see a star running back, a star receiver go in the middle of the season. It's a, it's a very off season thing. 
you because it's not it's just as much as you're sending away your star player no matter what you're getting back whether it's draft picks or young players they need time to learn your playbook too i mean you guys are yelling omaha and all these random fucking words no one knows what they mean until you're sitting there on the playbook or on the sideline reading it and you know what i mean understanding 26 zoned nickel down like i don't know what any of this shit means but they're screaming it and it's clearly a language to them you saw that video of cooper cup on the sideline after that game he was like yeah the safety dropped down he got a double fire zone and i just went i beat my man and i cut to the outside it's like what are you saying dude yeah he's like literally only you're supposed to know that that's the yeah, thing about like, the nfl is a lot of people don't realize that like you can't hop in there and just play no you have to know everything that's going on in the field so you get to know your own language it's, it's like learning your own language yeah, it's not the NBA where you can just kind of trade and they're like, oh, LeBron's a Laker now. Boom, he's faced the franchise. Like, it's you. It takes time in the NFL to learn what your playbook is and what your, you know what I mean, what your team's good at because it's such a team sport. Whereas like basketball and sports like that, you can really just have one guy and go to the playoffs as we've seen throughout LeBron's whole career. Yeah, it's definitely a much different situation for these uh, football guys. But but back to your original question, I really I. I I don't see too many more years of Saquon in the, in New York. Yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe one. I, I I can't see him wasting two more years in New York. It's just that's what I'm saying. Can they even? Can he even waste one more year there? It's kind of just like you 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 think the same thing with like McDavid in in Edmonton. Like, how much longer can you waste his career there? Yeah. How long can you really waste somebody's career? And this would be set if McDavid. Back to the little hockey talk. If McDavid doesn't make the, uh, if they don't do something this year, that'd be it's his seventh year. Is it seventh or eighth? I honestly thought it was his eighth. It's his seventh season, and still that is ridiculous to think about. I mean, you look at even Ovechkin didn't have a cup that early on. Like obviously, Sid got one when he was younger. Um, he was five years in and got his first cup and had an appearance in his first four years. I mean, the team in two thousand nine for the Penguins wasn't anything crazy. It was just a lot of young guys that were gelling. And the Oilers, they're such a young team with. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, Pujarvi, um, Darnell Nurse. They just need a damn goalie to figure things out. And their depth on the third and fourth line just hasn't been really good. But um, I just they – also, They also have some um, bad blood going on in the locker room, I think, right now. Yeah. I, I saw something like Koskinen was saying. He was like, yeah, I'm not winning games, but we also have seven goals in the last six games that I've started. Which yeah, is why so you calling out – why are you calling out your 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 players? You have McDavid on your team. You're going to call out your offense. Yeah, you're also when you got guys pointing the finger. We've been there. It never never ends well. Yeah, you're not you're not going to build chemistry that way. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Saquon kind of moving out of New York in the next. I'd say for sure in the next eighteen months with the I mean, end of they, this season, the off season, and maybe I'll give him next season right until the end. Yeah, I agree. They just got to at some point. They just got to be like, all right, listen, we're ruining your career. We'll, we're sending you for draft picks. Yeah, we'll get. A, they'll get a first round pick for him. Oh my god, definitely. Saquon's value is top top five at the running back position. That's like if the if there's a lot of teams I could name for him to go to. Like, I mean, could you imagine what Tampa Bay would do for him? Yeah, imagine teams like that having a steady running back. Even the Patriots go to the Patriots. That would be legit. What do they have, Damian Harris, right now? Yeah, that that Alabama court that. Alabama connection between Mac and Cheese and Damian Harris. Yeah, I, uh, but that that that's probably the number one spot I can see him going to. I didn't even think of the Patriots. They need a running back. They're a legit team without a legit running back. I mean, Damian Harris is no joke, but um, 
You send Saquon to Bill Belichick, and I'm drafting him first overall in fantasy. I was just going to say, he's immediately a top two pick. It's not going to happen, but... Yeah, he'll be a giant next year, and I'll, I won't even consider taking him even in the second round because it'll just he'll just fake an injury again and not play all year. Just give me out of New York, he's saying. <laughs> all righty, this next one, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going into the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens coming into this game a five-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 240 on the money line. Steelers plus 198 money line, over-under set of 41-and-a-half. Um, I'll start us off here. First off, Ben, last game on Monday night at Heinz Field. Uh, seems like he made it official. Two-time Super Bowl champion, three-time appearances. Um, the list goes on and on for this guy, what he did for this team over the past 18 years. and I think I don't want to say he's going out with a win in Baltimore because it's looking like they're getting Lamar Jackson back, but um, with us needing a win here, um, I think the Steelers can come into this game and kind of carry some of that momentum from the last one and that whole do it for Ben mantra, which I don't know if you were watching that game, dude, but I was there and I I could not have missed that game if someone paid me a thousand bucks. That was one of the most electric Steeler game environments I've been to. It couldn't have been better that it was against the Browns. The team that passed up on them uh, took Kellen Winslow over him. That would look like a good pick a couple years later. Uh, 18 years down the road. I don't know what Kellen Winslow is doing now. 18 years and two Super Bowls down the road. Yeah, Kellen Winslow is probably making a podcast about sports gambling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, back to back to the picks. But um, I think Ben's able to do this one last time. And uh, by society, I, I think the, the, they carry the momentum into this game and cover five and a half. Yeah, how the fuck? Excuse my language. Is this a five and a half point spread? Who did it? Did it open at five and a half? It's looking like it. I don't know what it opened at, but it's looking like it's going to drop to five. Because I mean, they both have. They're both still. They both still have something to play for. And then you have Tyler Huntley starting for Baltimore. Granted, Tyler Huntley is having a really. He's he's playing really well, coming in behind Lamar Jackson. You know, you. I think it's Lamar Jackson out there half the time. He runs I was just, just going like to say him. it's the same offense. Yeah, they they don't have to change the offense at all. It's the same type of quarterback. But I I, I just don't see a Steelers not covering a five and a half point spread here. Yeah, Lamar didn't practice yesterday, so he's um, not playing. There's no way if you if you haven't played this game, you're in it. You're just dumb. I think at this point, yeah, I was going to say I think at this point the Ravens should just kind of pack it up for next year. Their defense isn't prepared to go on a playoff run here without their best player, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and. Um, is Klaus Campbell still out? No, it looks like they're getting Klaus Campbell back for this game. Yeah, well, you got a mobile quarterback who, what's he in his third year now? Yeah, fourth, third or fourth year. You got a mobile quarterback third. with an with an ankle injury. The last thing you need to do is try oh, to Lamar. sneak into Lamar the playoffs for what? Say again. I thought you were talking about I thought you were talking about Huntley, and then you said the ankle injury. Lamar, yeah, he's in fourth or fifth year. Okay, yeah. Well, um, you know, you just. Running mobile quarterbacks don't have a don't really have like a a long elite career because they always end up Look getting injured or they have to change their style of play. Lamar Jackson's doing it for a little while. You know, you have you have an ankle injury with him. What are you gonna try to do? Sneak into the playoffs just to play the Chiefs in the first round and get beat by thirty? So yeah, like I, I said, I think, think it's best for them to just team. pack it up for next season. Um, it's not like they're one of those teams that they were gonna be a one hit wonder. 
and everyone came into the season saying the Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. I mean, they've been consistent for the past couple of years. As long as you have Lamar Jackson healthy at quarterback, they can beat anyone, honestly. The funniest thing is that I, everyone in the beginning of the season, everyone was like, who's winning this division, Browns, Steelers, or Ravens? Browns, Steelers, or Ravens? Both <laughs> came out on top. Their odds That's... at the beginning of the season were, were like plus 2,000. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially him coming off that ACL injury. No one expected Burrow to come in and do this, but... Another did little side question. The, did you see the comeback player of the year odds? Oh my god, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was gonna say that, Dak has been a minus four thousand favorite until the past two weeks. Dude, it's minus one thirty four now. Joe Burris plus one oh five. And there's no like unless you're putting a fat amount of money on that, I, I don't care to take a futures bet like that. I, I like like the plus five hundred or more. That's when I see value in a futures bet. See, here's but, the thing. I, I um I got Dak at minus one twenty five. And I wanted to throw like five hundred on it, but the max bet. See, because I don't use FanDuel. Yeah, you have the yeah. Might want to blur that out for uh, legal reasons, but <laughs> but I can only throw a hundred dollars on it. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just throw a hundred on deck. Yeah, I and that, like, like I said, that was such a safe pick all year, and then no one expected Burrow to be doing what he's doing. I mean, Jamar Chase is definitely helping it. him out, but I didn't even think about it. I I was like, I was like, oh, Joe Burrow's having a sick game. I go look at the odds, and it's like. Minus 134 for Dak. And I was like, fuck, I didn't even think about Joe Burrow coming back. Yeah. At this point, he deserves it. He deserves to win that award. Yeah. But I don't I th- think he's I going honestly, to just because of how long, how long Dak. Say, how long and how consistent Dak's been all season. I think yeah. it's showing the turnaround that that team makes with him. I mean, not saying the Bengals were a good team without Burrow last year, but um, I just think, you know, both teams are look, they look like, did Cowboys clinch their division? Yeah. Say again? Cowboys clinched the division a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, they they have nothing to worry about. Yeah, so both division winners. Um, at this point, honestly, yeah, like you said, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the NFL goes to Burrow, the young star that they love. But um, my money would be safe with Dak, I think. Yeah, I think uh, it's a little, little too late. And Burrow's not even going to play this week either, I don't think. So. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think Dak has a lot. I think Burrow came up a little too short. If he had something to play for this week, maybe, but... Here, we'll, we're already talking about it. about it. We'll jump right into it. Let me say the lines. We got the Bengals coming into Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, a minus six favorite, minus 260 on the money line. Over under set at 38. Uh, why is the Browns a minus six-point favorite without Baker Mayfield? I don't care if Joe Burrow's playing or not. No no, Joe Burrow, no Mixon, no, I don't think anyone's playing for March, Yeah, no one's playing for Cincinnati. So. Yeah, it's, it's literally just a, a second-string team playing against Cleveland. But, I don't, dude, this second-string team, better, anything's better than the Browns right now. They have nothing. <laughs> they just look like the, probably the worst. I knew you were going people. there. I wanted you to say it so bad. <laughs> dude, they, look like, they look like the 2016 Browns. You know, you got Case Keenum back at quarterback. You got a team that's out of the playoffs on the three-game losing streak. What What is different about this Browns team than it was five years ago? Nothing. Not much. Not much. Nothing. You got a quarterback with promise that lets you down once again. You got to get rid of him, honestly, at this point. Just... Yeah, he wanted big money coming into this year. Whew. If there's one thing the Browns have done good in the past 10 years, it's not give him that deal. And, they, you know, everyone made excuses for him. With OBJ, it was OBJ's fault. You know, with them yeah. not winning games, it's not it's not a quarterback's fault. It's their line's fault. It's their defense's fault. It's every it's everyone's fault, but Baker Mayfield's. Yeah. Now I think everyone's turning on him. 
Any I think, like saying? you said, I think I think he's kind of getting to the point where he was, you know, Mr. Cleveland. Uh, I want to fix this team. You got him to the playoffs, and he got his win. He, I mean, he did more than anyone expected there. You look at everyone knows the infamous meme of the list of quarterbacks on the Browns jersey. That guy wearing the Browns jersey with like forty six names, 30, on it. 33 names on it. I yeah, think. like. Um, I mean, he did his job. He went in there. I mean, major props to him. Steelers didn't play good in that game, but he came to Heinz Field. Like I said, not an easy place to play, but uh, he came in here and stomped us. So Yeah, with an um, absolutely butchered Steelers team, though. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of things were pointing towards Cleveland in that game, but this game, I can't advise not touching this enough. I don't even know who I like here. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're betting, you're betting on, like, basically AFL teams here, so. Yeah. Um, say so you might as well turn on the XFL from last year and rewatch that and watch this game. Give me the under thirty-eight. I was just gonna say, why is there under thirty-eight seem so tempting to me? It, do- it does. I mean, it's gonna be like a ten to six game, <laughs> like a high Give me school the alternate, game. <laughs> alternate spread of or alternate line of minus twenty-four or under twenty-four. <laughs> minus twenty-four. <laughs> no, under twenty-four. Yeah, dude, even like this is another game. You throw this with what was another game we were looking at teasing? The uh Titans. Ten yeah, Titans were ten points. You go Titans in this game under thirty eight, little teaser action. You can give them each uh let me see what I can do to get a minus one ten. Under forty three and Titans minus five is minus one ten. Oh my god. I love that. That could be a teaser of the week. That could be a, a a team card teaser. Yeah, we could. Well, <laughs> I love that. A team card teaser, first ever. First ever. I love that under thirty-eight. Let alone give it five more points at under. Yeah, giving it points too, making it even. I always forget you can tease over unders. Yeah, like I don't, don't forget think, it, never but I never about do it, it. Right. But this is prime teaser territory. Raise that under a little bit in case it was to be like a seventeen. 14, you know what I mean? Something, and then maybe someone gets a field goal at the last second. Go, yeah, like the Najee Harris touchdown at the end. Like, that'll exactly that'll, that'll cover it. Yeah, I I love that, but like I said, yeah. not too much else to say about this game other than betting that neither of these teams are going to score points. So, yeah, you want to play here, just take the under. Next game, we got the New England Patriots going into the Miami Dolphins, and we have the Patriots coming into this game at a minus six and a half point favorite, a minus two ninety on the money line, and an over under set at forty. We have six four o'clock games this week. Is it the most we've ever had? Uh, I would say it's definitely a lot. That's usually the one o'clock slate is six games. Yeah, well, you got. Pats coming in minus six and a half on the road. We know how the Pats are on the road. They're six and one in the season. So much to play for here. I mean, you're not you're not going to move in the wild card spot with a win or a loss. So you're just banking on the Bills to lose to the Jets, which pray to God doesn't happen. Most likely won't happen. But Patriots are still going to come out and prove that. They, they, Dude, they are the your they divisional are. bet on the Bills was probably the biggest sweat I've ever seen out of a favorites future bet ever that looks like it could still end up hitting. I'm not going to lie. I gave up on it like three weeks ago. I know. You literally said you literally said it when I was taking the Patriots all those games. You were like, Dude, they're going to win this division. Dude, they, they were down. They were down two games. They were down a game and a half or something. And they went into the, the, the Colts, played them. They, they, they lost to the Colts. And then I needed the Bills to beat them. 
and the Bills came out on top for the division. But you, that I, was, was my was, pick of the year: Bills money line plus one hundred. That was the easiest pick. Yeah, it was the easiest pick, but this the sweat to get there was just yeah. I thought it was over, you know. But, but um, I definitely think the Patriots still come out and just show you that they're a legit playoff team and blow this Dolphins team out. Dolphins had a lot of hope. They were on a seven-game winning streak. Where were they? Eight and seven. And then they uh, lost. They yeah. Blown out, they blown out to the Titans last week. They have no playoff chances anymore. So they had their little run, but it's over. Patriots come out, win by 25. Dude, I just threw the Patriots in this teaser. <laughs> it's now Titans. I gave it another point. Titans minus four. Under 44 in Bengals-Browns and Patriots minus a half. Basically, money line plus 140. It's plus 140? Mm-hmm. And I gave it an extra point. You take it with the five points, it's plus 180. Yeah, you got to kind of like teach me how to do the teasers. I can't really figure them out, but that's crazy odds. I, I don't like know that. on the site that you're using. I don't know if it's as easy, but FanDuel, like as soon as you make the parlay, like I just click on all the plays that I like, and then it pops up, and you—it's either like whenever you click on it, and they're in your bet slip, it'll say three leg parlay plus five seventy five, and then right under it, it says teasers or round robin. You click on teasers, and then there's a little thing. It just says how many points do you want to give it, and you just click up and down on the plus and minus, and it literally changes them all. And you can just watch the spread or the line change. Like if you want this, if you want those three picks at minus one ten, you're taking Titans minus one and a half. Under 46 in the Browns-Bengals and Patriots plus two. Yeah, it seems a lot easier when you're on the when you're on FanDuel. Yeah, they make it easy because they love they love people banking more than one bet and one. You know what I mean? They love anything but a straight bet. Yeah, because anything long you're going long term with anything but a straight bet, you're gonna lose a bunch of money. Yeah, exactly. But like what you said, I think the Patriots keep things hot here. Um, Showing that the Dolphins haven't really been much all season. Last week, uh, I was very high on the Dolphins. Gave it, I was going to give them the points. Ended up holding out on it because I just didn't like taking them in Tennessee. But um, I think the Patriots, it just kills me because I know what happens every time the Patriots and Dolphins play in the last week of the season. <laughs> in Miami, too. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Do I take the Dolphins plus six? I don't want to. You don't have to. Don't force a pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me the fucking but Patriots. They're going to cover this game. They're going to win by 20. Earlier in the season. Oh, yeah, Dolphins beat them week one, 17-16. The Patriots minus six and a half. All right, love it. Yeah, Glad we're on the that. same page. All righty, and coming into this next one, we got the New York Jets going into Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills. Bills coming into this game with the biggest favorite spread of the week, minus 16 and a half. Sitting at minus 108, looking like we could see some line change there. But 11, minus 1,150 on the money line and over under at 41.5. Yeah, the biggest spread of the week, rightfully so. I mean, you got to think about what's at stake here. You got the Bills, a win clinches in a division, which is huge when, when it comes into terms of playoffs, having a first round um, home field advantage. Especially in Buffalo. Yeah, and then you got you you going into Buffalo. You're playing against the worst team in your division, a team that has no success year in and year out. Bills got to put up a fifty piece here. You know, you you can't expect anything else than a slaughter fest. I just think I think I'll take the over too because 
it'll be the same thing that happened last week with the Patriots, you know. 50 to 3, they hit the over by themselves. I think the Bills absolutely slaughter this Jets team and cakewalk in, into the playoffs with a division clinching win. You take Bills minus 16 and a half with over 41 and a half, you're looking at plus 220. Wow. But looking at that, I'm, I'm right with you on both picks. I love the Bills. Again, maybe might be a little teaser territory, lower that down a little bit, even though I do think they kill them. I think the Jets have nothing going for them. Last week was their Super Bowl, having a chance to beat the Bucs, and they blew it. Um, the only reason the Jets are in the news right now is because Antonio Brown was running around in their end zone shirtless. And, uh, yeah, like you said, a lot riding on the Bills. Win clinches the division. Um, that seven, that sixteen and a half points means nothing to them, but I think, like you said, I think they win this game by twenty or more easily. Yeah, you you just like you can't see Jets covering a sixteen point spread here with what's at stake. Mm-mm. Not in maybe not even not, not even on their home field. I was about to say maybe on their home field, not even on their home field. Yeah, not even on their home field. I think Bills in any which way slaughter them by thirty points this game. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that one more. I do like that over, but definitely I'm leaning more towards that minus sixteen and a half. Bills also, you know, they they had they had a lot of expectations coming into the season. Josh Allen had high MVP. Um, yeah, he was my favorite for MVP. It's plus twelve hundred. I didn't take it, but I really liked his value at twelve hundred. Yeah, so they're already having a disappointing season. You know, you can't really let up a game before playoffs when you need it. You need all momentum going into playoffs. They just need. There's nothing that says that the Bills are gonna let up at all this game or take anything easy. You know, they gotta. Really go balls to the wall, keep the connections going. Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, got to get rolling and take all the momentum they can in the playoffs. Yeah, they got a couple guys out, no huge names. The the veteran receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, is going to be questionable for this game with a knee injury. Uh, not practicing yesterday as well as um, the, the, the lockdown corner, Tredavious White. He's going to be out of this game. He was activated from the COVID list and put right back on the injured reserve Friday with a knee injury. So Yeah, I was going to say he's been out, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so know. they're still without Trey, but like I said, I don't think that's. I don't even know. I can't name two receivers on the Jets if I tried to. So. AJ Barrios. Yeah, B- Braxton Barrios, and what's the other guy that they drafted out of Baylor? The Mims. That's is he still there? I don't even know. Is he? he probably he probably like just quit on him or something like AB did. I would. Whatever, I haven't watched a Jets game for years. <laughs> yeah, I'm not New even going to lie. So. I can't say I've watched a Jets game all season. Yeah, and I get them, I get them on live TV, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bills minus 16 and a half. Love it. Uh, lock it in. This next one, I've seen a lot of line changing going on with this game early on, but we got the Carolina Panthers going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay a minus eight. Favorite, minus 370 on the money line and over under as well as sitting at 41 and a half. You know, what a game you got here, you know, Panthers, I mean, you got the Panthers coming into Tampa, Tampa can clinch, what, what do they have, the three seed right now, or the two seed? I think they're the three with Dallas at the two, but the wins this no, week. No, Dallas can... is at the four, Dallas is Dallas has the least amount of wins. Who's the two? Packers. The Rams, I think. Packers, no, it goes Packers, Bucks, Rams. So Bucks are the two seed right now. Yes, they want to yes, lock so up I that two the, seed. I think the Bucks would much rather play the... Eagles than the Niners, yeah, in that sixth seed. So, you know, the, Tom Brady's going to come out and he's going to get a win here. He, it's an eight point spread. You know, I assume he can cover it. I don't think they're going to 
really slack off this game. I don't think it's ever really going to be a sweat at all. I could see a 31 to 10 win, something like that. Just cakewalk, you know, he gets his points early. But I um, play the whole game if it gets out of hand. Yeah, I mean, that would probably, if it's like 28 nothing at half, you could just see him coming out. Panthers just don't really have anything going for them. I don't think Sam Darnold's very good. They're on a six-game losing streak, they put up 10 points last week to the Saints. They're just, their offense isn't moving. Their defense isn't really doing anything. Just give me the bucks here. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people taking the Panthers with the points here. Um, I just can't get myself to do it. I really like the Bucks with the points. I think they win this game by, like I said, nine or more just to cover that eight. I don't see a situation where this pushes, so... I think they can win this game maybe, like we're saying, around 28-10. You know what I mean? Something like that. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to be touching this over-under. Uh, I don't like to take over-unders on teams that are pretty good, like the like the Bucks and stuff like that. So usually lean more towards the over with a team like that. But I do like the Bucks minus 8 here, getting back on their home field after that little hiccup last week in the first half against the Jets going down and having to play catch-up all game. But... Um, you knew Tom Brady was going to win that game. I wish I would have lot bet him when they were down. Yeah, it was just there. I I saw it. There was like a minute fifty left. There was zero timeouts. They had to go ninety yards, and I was like, Tom Brady gets this done nine out of ten times, but I'm just not going to do it because the one yeah, the one time we bet it, he probably wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, it's classic Tom Brady doing exactly what he needed to do. Yeah, the meme, the too much time meme. Yeah, so he, he I could see him coming out this week and reminding you exactly who the Bucks are. Yeah, I definitely am leaning towards Bucks minus eight here. This next one, we're going to have the, the New Orleans Saints heading into Atlanta. Another game where we've had a lot of line change. Falcons are a plus four, Saints minus four, and the Saints are going to be a minus 210 on the money line. Falcons plus 176, over under set at 40. I'll start us off here. The I saw a stat, something like uh, Sean Payton in games where like can the are the Saints eligible for the playoffs? Can they get in? They yeah, they need they need a Niners loss and a and a win. That's it, and they're in. That's not that ridiculous. The Niners, Niners are at the Rams. Rams. It's like kind of actually pro- more probable than not probable. Yeah. I don't know why I like Atlanta plus 4 here though. Yeah, dude, me too. I thought you and you're an Atlanta hater. So. Mm-hmm. You're a big Atlanta hater, so I thought you were going to say the opposite. But I don't know why I like Atlanta plus four here. Even the money line is kind of interesting to me with how banged up the Saints are and how they've been playing the past couple weeks. I definitely like the Falcons plus four here. They've, they have struggled on their home field, but divisional game. Um, I believe the Saints won the early matchup against these teams. Oh, you know right now? I was going to say, if, yeah, if you can look that up real quick. Saints lost 27-25. That's tough. In the dome. Yeah. Well, they're still in the dome, I guess. Yeah, both of these teams have literally like the same stadium. Yeah. But I'm looking up. I'm going to see what the injury list is looking like for the Falcons. I do. Falcons, it's so yeah, tempting, though. Pitts is questionable with a hamstring. Ridley, he's been out all year. I don't know what the hell he's doing. They, I drafted they really don't in have any injuries. They don't really got anything going. Yeah, so. Marking is questionable. Ty Montgomery is questionable for the Saints. You know, Michael Thomas been out. Ryan Ramchek, the veteran tackle for the Saints, is uh, on the COVID list. Ty Montgomery, Traquan Smith, Mark Ingram, Theron Armstead, 
Lutz, the punter or the the kicker. I mean, he's gonna he's on he's out. Winston, obviously, and Michael Thomas. He's been out all year. But do you, do you trust Taysom Hill to get it done here? No, I don't. I, I, it just I sometimes I can talk myself into Matt Ryan isn't bad. It's not Matt Ryan's bad. It's the team around him has been so bad. His career, despite the year they went to the Super Bowl and looked like mm. they were going to win that game, twenty-eight to three, and we all know the rest okay. would happen. You okay? You could say you could say that it's the team around him, but Matt Ryan is not a good quarterback either. No, and like and if you in the Atlanta Falcons fans that want to pull the he won an MVP card. Yeah, he had a great year that year, but what has he done since then? Dude, I swear to God, that game still haunts him. He has not oh, yeah. been a good quarterback since that game. Oh, yeah. I don't the know. You can't ever forget comeback. that. He's forever known as the 28-3 quarterback that blew that lead. He'll, he'll never recover from it. This game, I like Falcons plus four, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't, I do... I don't think the Saints come in here and get this done with how injured they are. I just I just think that Sean Payton finds a way to win this game, and just because the playoffs are on the line, I th- I think I do, I agree. I think the Saints can win this game with a Falcons cover, kind of close, like what it was in in New Orleans early on in the year. Yeah, you know what I am going to take. I'm going to take the over in this game. I think over that 40. I think that the Saints are going to get off to like a. They're going to be down like ten nothing early, and they're going to have to come back, and they're going to have to score some touchdowns. So I think it's yeah. going to go over forty. I see. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I can't guarantee I'll be taking this, but I'm leaning more to Falcons plus four. I think it's this looking will be like it might go four and a half. So, I think this will be better. One of the better games of the week, definitely. Yeah, despite the, you know, the seasons that these two teams have had, I think this is going to be a good game as well as this next one. I'm really excited for this next game. My Seattle Seahawks going into Arizona, a plus six and a half. For the Seahawks, minus six and a half for the Cardinals. Cardinals minus two ninety on the money line with the Seahawks sitting at plus two thirty five money line. Over under one of the higher ones for this week, sitting at forty eight. The Cardinals, um, last week they kind of got back to their things in Dallas. Uh Kyler Murray's undefeated in that stadium. Uh I forget Ace told me that on that last podcast. Now you know. And it now rides true again, another for whoever or uh, however, however long that it goes until he has to play there again, but he's going back there next week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, um, this being game, a Dallas fan, you know, ninety percent of the time you would think, oh, that's good, they're coming back to our stadium. They got to play us twice or two times in three weeks in our stadium. And he's There's never no lost us, there. What'd you say? And he's never lost there. High school. Yeah, college, I, I just don't have confidence going into that game whatsoever. Yeah, but um. You know, ahead, Kyler you Murray go. looked like Kyler Murray again last week. So, Cardinals been playing good. This division's also still up for grabs. If the Rams lose that game to the Niners, you you could see the Rams playing um, losing this division. I was just gonna say, if the Seahawks win this game, the Rams basically lock this up with a win or a loss, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because Rams are Rams are up a game. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So. Seahawks, they had a big game last week. I mean, not that it really meant much without with their record this year. They've had kind of a tough year with Ross missing all those games. Um, but kills me to say this. The Cardinals are going to win this game for sure uh, with everything that's on the line. But uh, I don't know if I'll be taking it, but I think I'm leaning maybe Seattle to get a cover here. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I think the 
Cardinals are definitely going to come out and just get the win that they need. They know they need this win. They know what's on the line here. I just think they come out on top and cover a spread. I think it's. I think Russell will make it close at the end, maybe a four point game. But I think with like eight, seven, seven to eight minutes left, Kyler Murray definitely ices this game. Yeah, maybe a field goal they win. But yeah, I, see, I I know exactly what you mean. But if this if this dips up to seven. Seven and a half, maybe closer to kickoff. I'm gonna like Seahawks a lot more, but I, I want to say this, this, dude. I clicked on this game on the ESPN app, and the first headline is, it's the records up top, and then it literally goes, "Are the Giants a good landing spot for Russell Wilson?" No, I don't think I he wants try. to leave. I don't think he wants to leave. They're I've all saying his whole career. I don't saying. think he wants to leave, but. They're not changing the team. Do you know what I mean? Like he needs, like he doesn't really have a choice if he wants to be successful. Exactly. The Giants. I'd, I'd, dude. I'm. It's such a long shot, but if he was a Steeler, oh my god. That would be literally heaven for you. Yeah, that's literally like my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, if you think about it, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to Pittsburgh. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go to warm and weather. And people are acting like that's more realistic than Russ. Yeah, no, everyone's, everyone thinks Aaron Rodgers is going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't, but we don't have an I, offensive I line. Think, Russ can at I least think, get around a shitty offensive line. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to do exactly what Tom Brady did. He's going to go to someplace warm and win, try to win something there. I was going to say, you can't play in Green Bay your whole career and then be like, yeah, I'll go on a vacation to Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. You want to go play in warm weather. You've been, Tom Brady even said, I will or never go back to I could see him going to a dome. He could do that too, but where? Like you, he's, you know what I mean. Just like, okay, no, I'm not saying he would do the Favre route, but I like how Favre went to the the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Just like you go from that cold weather, but you're still in that division. You know how to play in the snow because you played in Green Bay for all those years. So it's nothing to go to Buffalo, go to Green Bay, go to New England, and win those kinds of games if you can get it for on a team in a dome. Like, the could Saints. you imagine? Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers going to the Vikings with Justin Jefferson? That'd be dangerous. And then going against the Packers. Do you think is Devontae Adams locked up there? What if Rodgers no, leaves? Not. What do you think happens gonna, there? They're gonna franchise. They're gonna franchise tag him. So I always say with the the franchise tag is the it's such a scary thing in the NFL. You get so much money, but the guys always get hurt on the franchise tag. Yeah, well, Devontae Adams is, gonna, is definitely gonna freak out if you get franchise tagged. I could he's see him requesting a trade if as soon as Rogers as soon as Rogers says something and they gotta trade him because he then you know he's just gonna leave. Dude, he is not staying there if Rogers leaves. You think you think he wants to play with Jordan Love and like nothing against Jordan Love, but when your whole career is Aaron Rodgers, you're not ready you're not coming in like, Oh yeah, I'll learn with a rookie quarterback. He'd be so frustrated all season. I think <laughs> he's such an elite receiver, I'd hate to see his career go to waste the rest of the rest of his career. I think he, him, and Rogers go in a package deal. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like how Gronk went down to Tampa, but Gronk just did it in a different way. Yeah, I know exactly was, what you mean. It happens more than you plan. think. That was a two-year plan. Brady literally told Gronk retire and come back to Tampa next year. Uh huh. And he did. And, they, and it worked out for him. That's for damn sure. It always does. 
uh, yeah, I, I I don't necessarily I don't necessarily love the Seahawks at plus six and a half, but if this game gets up to seven and a half, I, I'm leaning more towards the Seahawks here. Cover, but not win. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go the opposite way here, but you know it's gonna be a game. We'll see. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely gonna be a good one. Seahawks and Cardinals is always a good show. So next one we got another NFC West matchup. We got the 49ers going into the Rams. Uh, so five Rams coming into this one a minus four favorite, um, a minus two fifteen on the money line. Forty Niners plus one eighty money line and over under at forty nine and a half. What do you think here? The Forty Niners are a different team on the road. Um, divisional game. Jimmy G's looking to come back for this game. I saw it last night that they think he's he should be expected to play in this. I just, I don't know. Divisional games are tough, but I don't know why I love the Rams minus four so much. Yeah, I mean, they're both they're both playing for something. It's That's not a thing. game where either team is going gonna, is gonna to blow over. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a sweat game, a couple points either way of the spread. Yeah, they both need it. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be. I, I don't really have any predictions for this game. I'm yeah, just I'm just kind of leaning more towards more towards the Rams, um, to get this thing and close it out. But yeah, just because I'm not very high in the Niners, I think the Rams definitely should cover the spread. But I'm also not. I think the Rams are overrated as well. So yeah, Rams are five and one straight up in their last six games played in January. The 49ers are nine one and one against the spread in their last 11 games played in January, and the 49ers have covered three straight versus the Rams. I don't know. It's going to be a field goal. Come down to a field goal. That's what I'm thinking. We'll see line movement closer to, closer to Sunday. It's looking like it's going deeper for the Rams. That could be big. So, first pick, at this number, I think I'm comfortable with the Rams, but like you said, I can also see them winning by a field goal and just fucking that minus four. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a defensive game, too. I could see an under under hit in here. I don't think Matt Stafford is going to come out too hot, either. I, I think he's never been in a situation like this. Where like, yeah. It's like a important win game to win. So Late in the season, usually he's like, all right, do I rest this game? Should I wait for next yeah, year? He's, he's already looking forward to going down to... Florida. Yeah. Some golf. Spe- speaking of Florida, a little headline I just popped across my screen. Nikita Kucherov for the Lightning was expected to play tonight versus the Flames after missing 32 games. That team's just going to get better and better. Yeah, I can't agree with or I have to agree with that. They're sick. But um, this we already said what we think could happen in this Monday or Sunday night game. The Los Angeles Chargers going into Vegas. The Raiders, a plus three. Chargers, minus three. Chargers, a minus 164 money line. And the Raiders, plus 138 money line. Over, under, the highest of the week, sitting at 49.5. I mean, you know what the easy pick is here. I think we all know what the easy pick is here. Given the points. Dude, like, the Raiders are so unpredictable. It's the thing. You never know with this team. Every time we, we we were riding them early in the year, and then it turned into every game I picked, either the Raiders or their other team, they were just doing exactly what I didn't need them to do. The Raiders should not be in the situation. They they shouldn't. They they 
they snuck a cold, they snuck a win last week against the Colts. You know, they lost games to like the football team, the Giants, the Bears, like this is that's team when it's funny team. hearing the Washington football team is when people say it in like a sentence like that. You're like, Well, they lost to the football team. Exactly. Like that's like <laughs> elite. I, I like being able to say that. <laughs> but yeah, Sunday night, prime time, week eighteen. Um if, how perfect would it be for the first time week 18 for these teams to tie? Just I don't fuck know what everything. would do for like, the sport of football. It would just show they that would, Vegas, Vegas just... runs it. Not the Raiders. Vegas runs it. <laughs> yeah, like, like actual like, Vegas runs it. That's why I'd... I'm just leaning towards giving them the points here. And it's looking like the Raiders are going to get a three and a half by kickoff, maybe higher. I'd love them at more than a field goal. I think, if anything, the line definitely moves in the Chargers' favor, like to, more towards points of Chargers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's minus three sitting at minus 112 and the plus three, minus 108. So, um, I think the Chargers get... are an easy pick here. I think they're clearly the better team. What, what happened earlier in the season with these teams? Chargers won 28-14. I was just going to say, I thought the Chargers won. But it was also in L.A., this game I mean, coming to Vegas, but I don't know. I love the Rams if I can or Raiders if I can get them at three and a half. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lock anything in here. I'm not really sure about it, but I just think the Chargers should win this game. I think the money line at minus one sixty could be a nice partway booster. But the Raiders at plus three and a half currently, if you took it right now, would be minus one twenty five. Uh, but I think that could be the actual spread, and about maybe by the end of tonight, if not, yeah, definitely be, closer to Sunday. Move. That can move to like minus one fifteen, minus one ten. Yeah, you know it's the it's the. I could see this ending at like four with how much money I think I'm predicting to go on the Chargers, just throughout everyone. I mean, from seven from seven to eight fifteen, this line is probably going to move a whole point. Yeah, that's as it always does going into Monday night or Sunday night and Monday night games as everyone gets all their winnings and losings and they start chasing their bet on Sunday night football, but. I, lo- I like the Raiders with the points here, giving them plus points. I think if you can get them at three and a half or more, I love the Raiders. I think by the time the game starts, it's going to be a four, four and a half point spread. And I think I'll four like and the, a half. Then I like the Raiders. Yeah, I think four and a half. And if they can lose this game 24 20 in our bet cover, yeah, exactly. I'd love it. I like that. I like that four point. I like to have that four point um, cushion. Yeah, so I'm rolling with the Raiders with the plus points, like I said, three and a half or more, but I love four or more. Three's tough. I like I I do like the Chargers money line though, so I was just gonna say that Chargers money line will probably find its way in a parlay for me. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but that's gonna do it for this week. Stay tuned to the Instagram. This uh I'm gonna release all the picks. We got some Saturday games this week, so we're definitely going to release, if not all the picks, we'll definitely have, if, it, if we have any Saturday picks out, we're going to have them out on, we'll say Saturday, what time is the first game? Saturday, 4.30. Um, we'll 4:30. do, I'll release the picks probably for the Saturday game, Saturday around noon. And then um, going into Sunday, if we don't have any picks, uh, we'll just release the whole card Sunday at about 10 or 11 a.m. Yeah, boys, uh, nice slate we had today. I'm looking forward to week 18, the first week 18 ever. and. See if we can make some money. Yeah, hopefully we can end the season positive units. I'm pl- I'm up three bucks right now, so it's better than better than the alternative. But I'd like to see that number a little higher. All right. But um, 
great slate, like you said, week 18, first time. Let's see what we can do here. Let's go. That was good. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.